You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to this Data Cert Meet the Experts podcast, part of our ongoing series of podcasts, webinars, and other content designed to provide you with insight and expertise from industry thought leaders and seasoned legal claims, compliance, and technology professionals. Today, we'll hear from two experts about some decision support technologies that can help claims organizations more effectively manage their litigation. These tools are predictive modeling and decision tree analysis templates. One of the experts with us today is John Lucker. John is a principal at Deloitte Consulting, where he leads Deloitte's global advanced analytics and modeling market, one of the leading analytics groups in the professional services industry. John delivers end-to-end consulting services in the areas of advanced business analytics, predictive modeling, data mining, scoring and rules engines, and other advanced analytic business solution approaches. He has worked with clients across a variety of industries, but has significant experience with the PNC insurance vertical. He frequently speaks and writes on the topic of advanced analytic business solutions, and we're very excited to have him on today's podcast. So thank you for joining us, John. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Our second expert is Scott Fitzgerald, who is DataCert's Director of Product Management for Insurance Solutions. Scott leads the definition of DataCert's product strategy for the insurance vertical and directs the delivery of DataCert's insurance offerings. Scott has deep experience with the development and execution of technology strategy to support the unique business needs of PNC insurers. Before joining DataCert, he led claims IT teams at both One Beacon and Liberty Mutual, where he oversaw mission-critical initiatives such as the selection, design, and deployment of a next-generation claims platform and the development and launch of formal KPI and metrics programs. So welcome, Scott. Thank you. Glad to be here. So you both recently presented at a Claims Executive Roundtable event and discussed some very intriguing decision support methodologies and technologies that can help claims organizations to improve their management of litigation. So, John, I want to start with you. The discussion that you led focused largely on the application of predictive models at first notice of loss or suit to identify those claims with a propensity for litigation. Can you start by telling us about this group of claims that you've termed the critical 20%? Sure. Um, well, it, it's the age-old Pareto principle, uh, which we've all heard of, which tends to distinctly apply here as it does so in many other insurance situations. Essentially what that is is it's the 20% of litigated claims tend to drive between 70 and 80% of legal expenses. Unfortunately, a substantial portion of this critical 20% uh, are not readily identifiable at the first notice of loss, at the first report of injury, or at the first notice of a suit, and they only become known quite far into the life cycle of the litigated claim. The goal of predictive modeling for litigation management is to prospectively, that's looking into the future, not backwards, identify or predict those claims in the critical 20% at the first notice of suit. The the presumption here, and and it's my experience doing this, uh, which proves it out, is that a significant number of those claims in the critical 20% are not easy to identify as future big claims or lawsuits, and therefore they go undetected for quite a long time before their size and severity and complexity becomes painfully obvious. And of course by then, 
it's potentially too late to triage the issues effectively and do all that's possible to more appropriately manage and settle the claims to better outcomes. So the key here is early detection of the issues that are not readily identifiable by traditional management methods and then effectively triage and case manage throughout the life of the claim or suit using this new information as it becomes available and actionable. So clearly the ability to do all this can, can produce significant opportunities to improve in key areas such as defense counsel selection, legal expense management, and litigation strategy. So I want to dive into each of these potential areas for improvement in more detail in a moment. But first, John, can you share a little about the types of predictive variables that are useful for identifying the critical 20%? Sure. Well, first of all, uh, to do an excellent job creating predictive models for first notice of loss or FINOL, it's essential to creatively use only those data points that are traditionally available at FINOL. Otherwise, these models would require fundamental changes in the data that's typically available at the FINOL process, and the underlying business process would be disrupted, and this would be much too hard to make happen in the real world. We can't expect the world to change, even if we'd like it to. So the key here is to use traditional first notice of loss timeframe variables and non-traditional risk characteristics that are available via external data sources that you can get using automated real-time feeds or near real-time feeds and other data gathering methods that allow you to combine your own internal data with this external data. And then uh, now that th those are available to create in a meaningful way what we call synthetic data, which is the algorithmic combining and calculation of new data fields that never existed before from the internal and external data, and then using that data to, to, to statistically be predictive or to, or to try to create them to be statistically predictive for the situation at hand. Okay, so if the predictive model run at FINOL tells me that a claim falls into that critical 20%, talk to me about what this means in terms of how you select defense counsel. What's the opportunity for improvement there? So too often the, uh, the selection of defense counsel is based on past working relationships and kind of a who's up, who's up next triage logic when you assign counsel, um, or frankly, just expense management thinking. The, the ineffective alignment of defense and plaintiff attorneys can result in, in suboptimal outcomes and excessive legal expenses despite your intention for both outcomes to be better and otherwise. Determining the appropriate defense firm and specific counsels needs to be based on relevant attributes. Highly complex litigated claims that fall into that critical 20% that we've been talking about require the most experienced and effective defense resources assigned to the right claims, assigned in the right way, and assigned at the right time. This means that the other 80% of claims need to also be thought about differently, which can also be new ground for many. These majority of claims, as 80%, need less focus, often less management, and significantly less touch than is traditional. Makes sense. So then let's talk about the second area of opportunity that you mentioned, which was the ability to make improvements relative to legal expense. Sure. So once a claim enters the litigation life cycle, it's critical to have a baseline legal timeline and expense budget in place to provide the basis for ongoing monitoring 
and the generation of automated red flag notices to the adjusters. Uh, what this does is it helps to ensure that the legal spend does not slip away or get out of control. This involves establishing budgets related to the expected cost and duration of a matter. That's with predictive modeling, instead of the law firm driving this. The model uses predictive data signals to predict and define the complexity of the litigation to help drive the revised case management process. The result is often a more reasonable and realistic budget that's grounded on historical statistical trends, which at a macro level include things like, in many cases, the fact that the worst cases have a three times greater litigation expense than the overall average. Knowing this on a future look using the predictive tools is a very powerful capability for any claims and litigation management organization. There's also the question of whether or not the law firm will identify the right mix of resources to staff a case. The complexity of the case, as identified by the model, can again be used to guide the types of resources that should be used in this case to optimize resource allocation. Okay, and then finally, when it comes to guiding litigation strategy, how is predictive modeling able to help? Sure. Well, effectively assessing litigation claim complexity up front using a predictive model provides key insights into ongoing litigation strategy. The defense needs to be empowered with the most accurate assessment of fair settlement value as soon as possible. First of all, the ongoing case resolution needs to be guided by the assessment of the case's legal complexity as well as a corresponding estimated fair settlement value. Next, the initial or revised expense budget will guide the expected allocation of time with interactions between defense counsel and the claim adjusters if changes to the budget are warranted. And third, an accurate assessment of claim legal complexity also has an attended estimation of the fair settlement value. Armed with this insight, the defense counsel can act when the time is right. Again, the mantra of the right settlement at the right time is very important here. To many, this all seems very straightforward, but in practice, these concepts are usually not followed as much and as effectively as you would think, and certainly not as, as much as they could be which is why so much opportunity exists to improve the claims and litigation management process and provide enormous financial value as a result. Thanks, John. That is a perfect segue into the next part of today's discussion, uh, which is about another tool that helps claims organizations better assess which are the right claims to settle at the right time. And so for that, let's turn to Scott. Scott, at the Claims Executive Roundtable, you spoke about how technology can enable a valuable decision support methodology that's known as decision tree analysis. Before we talk about the technology piece, can you simply just tell us a little bit about decision tree analysis and what it is? Absolutely. Decision tree analysis is a decision support tool that's rooted in centuries-old probability arithmetic. Completing this type of analysis involves developing a tree-like structure that helps you visualize and evaluate the choices, consequences, probabilities, and risks related to a particular decision. So when you're faced with a complex problem with multiple decision points and lots of uncertainties, just like what you have with an insurance claim, it's really a great methodology to help identify the relevant issues, understand how they relate to one another, and more realistically evaluate each individual decision point. It's also interesting to note that decision tree analysis is used across many, many disciplines to support better decision-making in the face of uncertainty. Corporations use it to make important business decisions. 
Government agencies use it to make public policy decisions. And even doctors use it to make life and death decisions. Okay, so give us a little more insight into what the application of decision tree analysis looks like when it comes to litigation management in the claims arena. Well, what is a litigated claim when you boil it down? It's a complex problem with many uncertainties. There will be multiple facts and issues at play on liability, varying likelihoods of how a judge or a jury could react to these facts and issues, a range of possible damages that could be awarded, and so on. So when the claims professional or counsel tries to analyze how all these moving parts could potentially come together, he or she will typically find that it's really hard to answer the most critical question at hand. What's this case really worth? Or another way to state it would be, what's the most we should pay to settle this claim? And that's really where decision tree analysis adds a lot of value. It gives the claim professional or the attorney a framework for evaluating all the uncertainty associated with the claim and then generating a case value which is the probability-weighted average value that is consistent with their opinions on each of the separate liability and damages issues at hand. By the way, I should also mention that decision tree analysis isn't just useful in the litigation context. You can also apply the methodology to help analyze any type of complex claim, whether litigated or not. Okay, so whether or not the claim is litigated, you could use this type of analysis to generate a case value. Once that number has been identified, how does a claims professional or attorney use it to support their decision-making? Well, knowing this case value number enables you to recognize whether it makes sense to go ahead and settle, which means you could avoid continuing to run up expenses related to investigating the claim, discovery, experts, and so on. Knowing this number will also help you avoid overpaying on settlements or rejecting what are really reasonable settlement demands and thus exposing your company to unwarranted trial risk. So it's very much a decision support tool that helps identify the right settlement at the right time, thus positively impacting both expense and loss ratios. The case value is also a very useful number to help inform reserve setting. I also want to make sure I mention that besides case value, the other really useful output of this type of analysis is the completed decision tree itself. Essentially, this is a tree-like diagram that is a visual representation of the key issues in the case, their relationships to one another, and the consequences that will flow from alternative judge or jury findings. It also displays the likelihood of the different potential outcomes. For example, the likelihood the judge will send the case to the jury versus dismissing it, the likelihood that a plaintiff will be found at negligence action, the likelihood of different damage amounts being awarded, that kind of thing. So it's really just a visual representation of how your case might unfold, which as you can imagine, is a really powerful communication tool. By clearly representing decisions and probabilities, the decision tree enables a more objective and quantitative conversation around the various decisions, which can better inform your case strategy, help you gain buy-in regarding your strategy from management, or maybe even assist with negotiating with opposing counsel at the settlement table. Okay, so now that we understand the value of using this methodology, how can technology help a claims organization to implement the discipline of decision tree analysis? Well... The biggest hurdle to making use of this type of analysis is that many people lack the time or expertise to build out a decision tree themselves. In order to generate a correct case value, you have to be able to identify the right issues that will impact the value of the claim and ensure that they are properly sequenced and related in your decision tree. This is where a type of technology called decision tree templates can help. DataCert developed this technology in consultation with Mark Victor, who is the pioneer and the foremost expert in the application of decision tree analysis to litigation. We partnered with Mark to develop libraries of predefined templates for specific claim types, 
which are based on best practices for analyzing each type of claim. A claim professional or counsel would leverage the template for their claim type as the starting point for their decision tree analysis. This ensures that when analyzing and valuing the claim, they've identified the right issues in the right order with the right relationships. So once completed, did the templates also calculate the case value? Yes. The templates include a series of questions that represent the important trial issues in the case. Plus, for each issue, there's a list of considerations that offer a claims professional or counsel guidance thinking through the issue before assigning a probability, which is a critical part of the process. Once the template is completed, the software actually does the math for you and solves for the probability weighted average value, which is really just the case value. One thing that's really important to point out is that, is that this isn't a black box type tool where you input a few parameters of a claim and out pops the case value. The decision tree template technology is about providing a framework to support a comprehensive, rigorous, and consistent analysis of claims, and it absolutely leverages the independent judgment and expertise of your claims professional or attorney who's using the technology. And what about the other output of decision tree analysis that you mentioned earlier, the, the idea of the completed decision tree? Does the template technology support that as well? Absolutely. Once you've actually completed a decision tree, you can print out a report or a diagram that summarizes your reasoning issue by issue so that the thought process behind the assessment is completely transparent to anyone viewing the report. Clients really love this report because it so clearly lays out the logic behind each case assessment. The combination of this report plus the complete decision tree diagram with the calculated expected case value serve as excellent communication tools, enabling claims professionals or counsel to very transparently and realistically set expectations and reduce surprises. So it seems as if there's likely some synergy between the two decision support strategies for litigated claims that we've discussed here today with your help. To wrap things up, can you each share your thoughts on how decision tree analysis and predictive analytics technologies are able to complement one another? Sure, I can take a crack at this first. I think, you know, from my perspective, one of the best ways to explain this is that with predictive analytics, you can help identify upfront which claims fall into that so-called critical 20%. And that helps you more quickly get the claim onto the correct path and ensure that the right resources are applied towards its resolution. Once you've got that claim triaged appropriately and the right resources assigned, then the decision trees can come into place to help drive the claim to resolution by delivering insight into when it makes sense to settle and for how much. Thanks, Scott. John, what are your thoughts? Well, of course, the capturing of new data types and data sources is really music to my ears, given what I do. Uh, any opportunity a company has to create a reasonable and accepted process that generates new and useful data uh, should be very carefully considered. And, th and then that data can be statistically tested to see its efficacy as a predictor of future behaviors, uh, future patterns, and future trends. In essence, this new data flowing from the decision tree process can help serve to inform downstream predictive models. So I see great, great uh, promise and great synergy between these two. Thanks, John. Thanks, Scott. That really wraps up our conversation, and I really appreciate your sharing your insights with us today. If you found this podcast to be informative, I encourage you to visit datacert.com for other Meet the Experts podcasts, webinars, white papers, and more. You can also download Meet the Experts podcasts by going to Datacert's channel on iTunes. 
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too.